Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This episode is uh, from a recording from our Mufti Shabazz, our resident scholar that we have in our weekly groups. And it's all about Suhoor and the blessings of Suhoor and why we should take part in this uh, blessed act. So this is a recording from this gathering. There is a couple of recordings that I'll put together uh, because they, they're all talking about the same aspect um, of our deen and I hope that you get great knowledge and are able to put this into practice. <laughs> So, the big question is this, how do Muslims like us, who live busy lives in non-Muslim countries, remain strong in our faith and practice Islam while being surrounded by temptations and distractions? How do we reconnect with Allah and strive towards Jannah as one community of believers? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Ahmed Rehan and welcome to Jannah Talk. Merit of Suhoor, pre-dawn meal in Ramadan, and the excellence of delaying having it till before dawn. In the first hadith, Ananas and Radiallahu Anhu called, called Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Tasaharu finna fissahuri baraka. Tasaharu finna fissahuri baraka. Muttafaqun alayhi. Anas Radiallahu Anhu reported the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Eat Suhoor meaning the pre-dawn meal, surely there is a blessing in suhoor. So Nabi Alayhi advised, eat suhoor, surely there is a blessing in suhoor. This hadith has been mentioned in Sahih Bukhari and Muslim. This hadith tells us that suhoor is musnoon, sunnah of the Prophet even if one takes a small quantity of food. As mentioned in another hadith, that even if it be a sip of water, person takes at the time of suhoor, then a person will get this special barakah and blessings which Allah has kept in this uh, in this pre-dawn meal, in the suhoor. This meal is blessed and maintains one's energy and strength during song, during the fast. Against this, if a person goes to sleep after taking his dinner to save himself from the inconvenience of getting up before dawn, or take suhoor early will be on one side going against the teaching and the advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam while on the other side he will be feeling hungry he will he will be feeling hunger and thirst very very early and very much as he himself has increased the period of fasting by not taking the suhoor Subhanallah, how the weaknesses of man have been taken into account in the teachings of Islam, while suitable provision has been provided to overcome them. And it's mentioned that a person can attain barakah and blessings at this time uh, due to various reasons. One is following the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ittaba'a sunnah wa makhalifatu ahl al-kitab. 
kitab, that the followers of the kitab, they used to avoid having suhoor. So we're doing something which is against this practice, which is the means of pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What taqawwi bihi ala al-ibadah, through this we'll be gaining strength uh, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, by waking up at this time, we'll be, uh, it'll be a means of remembering Allah and making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at a time which is assumed uh, from amongst the times to be uh, a time of acceptance of du'as. And another benefit that a person who may have forgot to make the intention of fasting before resting, he will be able to renew and refresh his intention of fasting. What a greater deen can there be than the deen of Islam and how kind Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can be that even on fulfilling our necessity of eating and drinking, Allah is rewarding us and granting us with his pleasure, his kindness, his love and blessings. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us stability and strength to follow this beautiful sunnah and teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi reported we took suhoor prayed on meal with the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and then we stood up for fajr salah prayer it was asked how long was the gap between the two? He replied, the time required for the recitation of 50 ayat, 50 verses of the Quran. This hadith is as you mentioned, Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. So after Nabi Ali sallam with the Sahaba ending their suhoor, and then to start to engage in the Fajr Salah, the gap between both of them was the amount that it takes, the time that it takes to recite 50 verses of the Qur'an. Now these 50 verses of the Qur'an, meaning a normal moderate size, neither too long, neither too short, neither too fast, and neither too slow. So amount that it takes to recite 50 verses such, that was the gap between them ending the sahari and starting the fajr time. We learn from this hadith that suhoor should be taken toward the end of its timing. This is the sunnah of the Prophet One should however take care that it, that it is not uh, done before dawn. One, one should however take care that it is done before dawn. So we should give a few minutes before the fajr, start, fajr time starts in case we go over the time and then our effort of the entire day will go to waste as that fast will not be counted. SubhanAllah, we can learn from here how much they used to be engaged in worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the recitation of the Qur'an and even to determine the gap between end of Sahri and Fajr starting time they used the recitation of 50 verses as, as an explanation. So in this hadith we learn to delays suhoor because it will be complete in achieving its purpose and to achieve the purpose is to uh, help us last throughout the day and Nabi Ali always used to look towards what would be the most uh, easiest uh, for his ummah to practice um, 
because if he had not taken suhoor at all, then that would have been difficult on, on some of the ummah. And if he had taken, taken suhoor in the middle of the night, that would be difficult upon those whom are, whom are feeling very sleepy at that time. And both of these situations can either leave, lead towards either missing out on suhoor completely or to struggle to have suhoor. So this is the practice of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam despite not needing to have suhoor because Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala had given him enough physical and spiritual strength that he could manage without. But he only had this to teach the Ummah. And in such a time which would be the easiest time for the rest of the Ummah. So we make dua to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala that he gives us the ability to send uh, salutations upon Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in abundance, especially on the night and the day of Friday and grant us true love of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala amin wa qadawna alhamdulillah rabbil alameen Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim alhamdulillah wa kafam salam ala ibadil ladhina astafam ma'abad Al-Amr ibn al-Asi radiyallahu anhu anna Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam maqal fasalu ma bayna al-sayamina wa al-sayami ahli al-kitabi aklatu al-sahar rahu muslim rahimullah ta'ala Umar bin Al-Aas reported the Messenger said the difference between our observance of psalm fasting and that of the people of the scriptures is suhoor, pre-dawn meal in Ramadan. This hadith has been mentioned in Sahih Muslim. Meaning the distinction between this ummah of Rasulullah and the previous nations is that we have suhoor before we keep a fast, whereas the previous nations didn't do so. So we learn from this hadith that suhoor is a distinctive mark with which Allah has blessed the Muslim Ummah. The followers of Torah and the followers of Ramjil would have suhoor before they kept a fast. So this is explicitly mentioned that having suhoor is from our specialities, the specialities of the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has graced this Ummah with this relaxation and flexibility which Allah did not grace any other nations besides this. For this we need to be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and value this grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enjoying suhoor and enjoying the reward of suhoor and through this reaching Allah and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam how merciful and kind Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that by fulfilling our necessities with the right and correct intention we can be gaining the closeness and the nearness to Allah and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability and strength to rectify our intentions in all of our acts and give us the ability and strength to do every single deed solely to please Allah If you're enjoying this podcast and we have one very special request could you please like and leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it whether it's Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google, web browser, YouTube, Facebook wherever you're listening to it if you're enjoying this please leave us a review. It really helps us spread the message and it helps more than you can imagine. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.